Hey everybody, this is Kimia. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to Content and Coffee. Welcome to episode nine of the Content and Coffee podcast. Today, both Kimia and myself are in the ghosted office. So this is a, uh, a special episode in that regard. And what we're talking about is how to use data to inform your content marketing strategy. Kimia, do you want to start off by talking about kind of the first step, in your opinion, of uh, how to use data to structure your content marketing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, nice to have you sitting next to me. Normally, you're in Vancouver. So this is a a nice little change. And it's it's always cool to meet in person and, and chat to get on the podcast. So today, how you should use data to inform your content marketing strategy is a really good question because obviously a lot of people ask us for our business, but it it really helps you power forward in terms of making a really good content strategy because if you're not using data, it doesn't really matter uh, if you're just kind of throwing darts in the dark. So the first thing that I would do is see what people are already engaging with and optimize for more of that. So if you take an iterative approach to it, and you put out some content that people really like, call it uh, a short video or, um, or a list article or some form of content that people like, and you see engagement in your Google Analytics or whatever analytics tool you're using, try and do more of that because you found something that's working. So treat that as an approach. So if you look at your data, try and see what's working and then do more of that. Yeah, and to build off of that, one thing that sticks out to me is the iterative approach to content marketing. And this kind of expands to digital marketing in general. And is one of the huge difference between digital marketing and traditional forms of marketing. And when I say iterative approach for content, what I mean is you want to post content um, across a couple different mediums and different styles of content. And the reality is you don't know which one is going to work best at the beginning when you post it. You have to just take an educated guess and post a number of different ones. And then you look at the engagement that happens. And based on that engagement, you focus more on the next round of content marketing on the places where the engagement was highest. And then if you do this every two weeks, every month, gradually on an iterative basis, month over month, week over week, your content marketing gets more effective and you get a higher return on investment and return on time. So this is really my philosophy when it comes to content marketing. Yeah, and I would add to that too. The the educated guest is is not as ambiguous as it seems because there's a ton of research on what works for specific industries, specific businesses. So if you if you take a look on the web and you see what other people are doing, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Take a look at what's working for them and try and create content around that. And you know, that could be your your start to the educated guest part. And then once, you, once you've kind of figured out something that's working, um, as Sean said, take the iterative, iterative approach, do more of, of that, and then kind of go from there. And so, Sean, you know, the next point, obviously, um, how do you kind of find what people might be engaging with? Well, so I, you mean in, in the outset, when you're in your research phase, how to find? Yeah, that? exactly. In the research phase. Yeah, well, what I would think is you want to look at a couple of companies, businesses that are in the same area you're in that are doing really well. Um, And, you know, the way you could look at that is you could look at some metrics such as, uh, you know, traffic to their website, um, followers, likes, engagement on their social media profiles. And you could do analysis of their different social profiles, their blog and look at which type of content gets the most engagement. I think ultimately, 
yeah, I mean, engagement, people commenting, sharing, sending it to their friends, taking their friends is the the highest quality form of feedback you can get for content. So if you just pick maybe two to three businesses that are in your industry that are doing better than you are now, and then you see, look at all their content and of their content, see which one has the most comments, like shares on it, then that is strong evidence that you're going to want to be producing similar content to that. And like Kimia said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, there's really nothing wrong with modeling your business and content marketing strategy after another company that's already doing it really, really well. In fact, this is kind of the smart way to do it. And then once you sort of, once you start doing it well, and once you get close to their level, then you can really start trying to add your uniqueness to it and go a slightly different, your own direction. But if you're just starting, you should start off just by hitting the basics and looking out and seeing uh, what is working so far. Yeah. And there are a lot of tools that you can use to kind of see what's working for other people. I recommend Arefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, uh, Moz, SEMrush. They're, if you just do a quick Google query, you'll, you'll find some really good tools for that. Another, another really good way to find what people are engaging with already is look at forums like Quora and Reddit. So if you go to Reddit and you go to a specific subreddit, you can see the top uh, search query or, or search term or um, topic that people are that people are upvoting because if they're upvoting that specific topic, they obviously want to see more of it. So if we go to Reddit r slash sales and we look at um, the top question in prospecting, so it's like how do I how do I fill the pipeline and how do I do better prospecting? That's obviously content that people want to see. They want to see more content around prospecting, and that's a very engaged type of audience that you can make content around that. So if you're a sales company or if you're you know a CRM company. Write some content around prospecting because you know people people are already engaging with that. On Quora, it's even easier. If you go to the topics, um, they break it down by category. Just go to the top FAQ, search what people are, or look at the top frequently asked questions and write content around that because you know people are engaging with that because they've already uploaded it. And the last point that I would say is keyword research. Uh, if you do some solid keyword research, it's really going to help with your overall content strategy because you know that people are actually searching for those terms in Google and Bing and, and all the different search engines. So just make sure that you're, uh, you're actually writing content or creating content that you know people are looking for. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, it's, it just makes logical sense to, as a starting point, what questions are people asking and then come up with answers to those questions. So another thing we wanted to touch on here was different ways uh, people search in regards to they could be searching on their desktop computer, they could be searching on their mobile device, or they could even be doing some kind of voice-activated searching. Because we're in the age of Siri and Google Voice. So on that note, Kimia, how would you structure content differently if you're looking for an audience that searches primarily on desktop versus one that's primarily on mobile or voice? So this, this might be um, how you structure the actual content itself in a visual sense, but keep in mind where your audience is coming from. If majority of traffic is coming from mobile, don't create big, rich paragraphs on your blog because no one's going to read it. They're going to look at it on their tiny screen and they're just going to click away because it's, it's too cumbersome. So break your key or break your paragraphs into smaller, easier to digest chunks, even if it's the same information. 
Um, you know, with, with desktop, you can have a lot more information there, but you just want to be cognizant of the fact that your audience is going to be coming from a lot of different places. And you can use data to look at this. If you just go to Google Analytics and look at your percentage of, of traffic coming from mobile or web or voice search or wherever it may be, um, make sure that you have a content structure that caters to these different audiences because you don't want to lose, say, 10% of your traffic because your paragraphs are too dense. And so, Sean, another point that I want to ask you about was if you're looking at your content, you're looking at your data, how can you optimize uh, for your referral traffic as well? So like looking at where people are coming from to make informed decisions to create better content. Um, so you're asking how to optimize like, the content that you're putting out based on. Yeah. So, well, I just want to I just want to dive into the fact that if you were getting a lot of referral traffic from specific channels. Yeah. It's basically an identifier to know where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. And I just want to dive into, a little, into that a little bit. Yeah, right? totally. So. If you're having, if you're getting referral traffic on your website from, let's say it could be a lot of it could be from Reddit, a lot of it could be from uh, Instagram, a lot of it could be from Facebook and referral traffic for the viewers that don't know exactly that term. That means when they start off in one place and when they end up on your site. So if they go from Instagram to your website, that is a referral traffic from the Instagram platform. And I mean, really you want to do more of what's working. So when you start off with kind of a bit of more of a blanket approach where you're hitting every social media platform and then you find that a large portion of your traffic is coming from, let's say, Reddit and Instagram, you're going to want to start pushing more content to those platforms and also engaging with your audience on those platforms. That's number one. And the second one is that you want to make the content on your website really um, cohesive with the type of content on those platforms are coming from. So if they're coming from Instagram, that's primarily an image-based social media network. So you want your content to be very image-rich because those people are going to like images. Whereas Reddit is primarily um, kind of uh, text-based and a little bit shorter form or could be longer form too. But basically you want to sort of sync up the content on your website to match and be as cohesive as you can with where that uh, traffic is coming from, I think. Yeah, you know, and to add another point to that, uh, just taking a look at the data to see where your traffic is coming from. And, you know, it touches back on the point of do more of what's working. Just just be aware of that and actually take an educated look at where people are coming from. So if they're, if a large percentage of people are coming from Pinterest, well, maybe even it's, it's not a large percentage. There's a lot of different things that you can look at. So if, you're, if your bounce rates are really low, you know, maybe take that into consideration. To, so how long people are staying on the page would be an indicator of engagement. So if people from Pinterest are coming through to your to your website and they're staying on the page for an average of five minutes, but people from Instagram are coming onto your website and staying for an average of 30 seconds, you know that your Pinterest users are far more engaged. So you should be focusing more effort onto Pinterest. And so that's, that's another example of, of referral traffic statistics that you can look at to optimize your content marketing strategy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the times when people talk about things like this, it sort of seems really far off in the distance in the future. Like, oh, maybe I'll get a referral from one of these someday. But it seems like there's a lot of work you have to do up front before you get any real tangible revenue. Um, So I have a story. One of my biggest um, prospects right now actually came to me through LinkedIn. And I just actually started doing LinkedIn posts for my business. Like within the first month, I got this referral. And at the time, it was one of the biggest businesses that ever reached out to me. And the way, it got, the way I got that is by both 
looking at where my referral traffic was coming from and doing the iterative approach. So I posted content to uh, all the social media platforms and I realized that LinkedIn had about five times the views as all the other like all, all the other social media platforms just because my content um, I guess suited best the nature of LinkedIn. So based on that, I started focusing more and more on LinkedIn. And then sure enough, I got this inbound lead and I asked the lady on the phone where she found me and she said, oh, I saw your post on LinkedIn. So, you know, this stuff actually does work. We're not, this is not just theoretical, um, especially you know, in a lot of businesses, especially in digital marketing, there's so much noise out there. There's so many businesses that are in the game that when someone sees uh, a piece of content that their friend has liked or that shows up on their personal networks, it really builds a bit of trust and will actually result in tangible revenue. Yeah. And I want to jump in here as well and just say like, this stuff isn't hard. It's really not like if you spend maybe, you know, 30 minutes a week, just looking at your data and trying to figure out, you know, where people are coming from, what kind of content they're engaging. Just, honestly, just pull up Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter, and then see what, see which one has the most likes or the most shares. And then you can make an educated guess from there. That uh, That's really all it, it needs to be. It doesn't have to be super complex. Obviously you can, you know, data is a, is a scary word in today's day and age because so many people create different data products and it can get so complex and, you know, and AI and all this stuff. But realistically, if you just focus in on what you can do to the best of your ability, it doesn't have to be some intangible goal. Like it, it is well within, well within grasp. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, you know, something that both Kimmy and I do when we're scheduling digital marketing or content for our clients is, you know, we actually, we could sit down for a half an hour to an hour once every two weeks and schedule out a whole two week period of content. So, I mean, there is ways to do this and speed up the rate in which you gain data by using some like uh, simple tools like Hootsuite or content scheduling, or, you know, we also do that as well for our clients, but it's really um, just something that I think a business in today's day and age has to dive into. And content marketing on digital platforms is just, uh, it's really completely overtaking all the traditional forms. And one of the reasons it is, is because it results in actionable data. You know, back in the day when you used to put out a magazine or a newspaper ad, you didn't know how many people engaged with it. You don't know how many people liked it. And it just sort of went out there to the people that got the newsletter and you really had, it was just a shot in the dark. But now whenever you post a piece of content, you know exactly how many people viewed it, engaged with it, shared it, liked it. And to not use that data is really just um, leaving a lot of money and business growth on the table, I think. Oh, it's leaving a ton of money on the table. Absolutely. Yeah, it's if you're not using data to inform how you're approaching content, because you know, like you just said, it is imperative that every business now, basically everyone needs to be putting forward content. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's very rare that you wouldn't be putting forward content either to internal customers or to potential customers. And if you're not using a data-driven approach to that, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to get results. And like Sean said, there's going to be a ton of money and a ton of growth left on the table, which usually go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that's it. Um, I think those are the, you know, those are the high level things that you can, that you can act on. The, the key takeaway here is I think is find out what works and do more of that and find content that people are already searching for. So using Quora, using keyword research, using Reddit and going to see those, those top comments, uh, a quick ask from the listeners, obviously uh, we always love your feedback from the show and send us your questions. We actually got a question 
uh, on how to grow email subscribers. So we're definitely going to be doing an episode on that really soon. But, uh, but we always appreciate the feedback. So if you have anything, uh, anything to say or any topics you want to see, you're, you know, obviously give us a rating. Our emails are going to be in the description of whatever device you're listening on. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Awesome. We will uh, see you guys next Monday. Take care, guys. Oh, 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 o